Welcome to the e-commerce lab by Ecomsi. This is the place for everything related to Amazon's private label and e-commerce. Learn exactly what you need to start or scale your business. Get insights from the top industry experts who will discuss the latest trends and best practices in the world of Amazon. From choosing products and sourcing from a supplier to setting up your Amazon account and marketing your business, you will hear it here. Let's get started. Here is your host, Vincenzo Toscano. Hello, guys. Welcome to another episode of the Commerce Lab by Ecomsi, the place of everything related to Amazon FBA, Parallel, and e-commerce. My name is Vincenzo Toscano, your host, founder and CEO of Ecomsi. And today, we bring another special guest. His name is Mike Beck, and he's the co-founder of MC Advisors and also Go Advance. And the reason why he's here is because we were talking before going live about a very interesting topic, which is expansion in Latin America. This is something that I'm very close to because, as you all know, I grew up in Venezuela. So Latin America for me is very close to my heart. And talking about this topic and how we can have international brands enter this uh, basically region sounds super interesting. I'm sure you're going to learn a lot. So, Mike, it's a pleasure to have you today on the podcast. How are you doing, my friend? I'm doing very well, Vincenzo. Thank you for having me here. Thank you. Thank you, man. It's, it's a pleasure. I've been following what you've been doing, you know, with both companies for a while now. I know um, you guys have a ton of experience when it comes to Amazon, but also other marketplaces such as Walmart and Mercado Libre. And, you know, it's super interesting to know uh, the new model you guys have going on with GoAvance in terms of supporting international brands entering the Latin American uh, region because whenever I have a conversation with an American brand or a European brand, the, the first question uh, that comes to to me is like, yeah, but how I'm going to navigate all the issues in terms of the legal side, the taxes, the, you know, entering. And I'm sure uh, that's something I'm, we're going to be covering today and, and that your company can basically support with that. Uh, but before we jump into that, I think was something I'd like to do with all my guests just to give some context is tell us a little bit about you, who is Mike, how you jump into the Amazon space, and um, basically how you founded uh, these companies, yeah? Yeah, of course. Uh, so yeah, I, I am Mike. I'm originally from Connecticut in the US. Uh, I grew up there pretty much my entire life. Uh, I got into e-commerce through one of the jobs that I was working in. So I actually mm. worked uh, in real estate development for Sears. Uh, which was a major retailer at the time. Yeah. It doesn't even exist in the U.S. anymore. Uh, but it's not because of you. Anyway, it's not because of you. <laughs> but, uh, 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 started doing that type of stuff, uh, understanding how retail works. So I started doing that. Uh, and what happened was while I was doing real estate development, uh, we got a deal offer for a property that we had at an abandoned mall by Amazon. Okay. And I thought to mm -hmm. myself, you know, why is Amazon buying a mall? Uh, and then we started <laughs> digging into it more and more and uh, learned about FBA and you know, the ability to sell your own products. Got yeah. into uh, got into doing retail arbitrage, then private label, eventually started AMZ Advisors, which is uh, an Amazon agency, Amazon specific agency. And uh, during that time, I actually ended up moving to Mexico. Uh, it's where my wife is from and where I live now. I've been there for six years. And it kind mm -hmm. of opened my eyes up to how e-commerce works in Latin America. 
And uh, that's kind of where the idea for Go Events came from and helping brands get into Latin America, but also helping consumers get access to more products. Awesome. Love it. I think um, I'm in Latin America and I've been looking at, at the studies and the numbers. It keeps growing year after year. We even see Amazon, you know, already planning to open Amazon Colombia and Chile. So yeah. definitely a huge interest from the big players to enter in the space. I guess some of the things that are making the region very difficult to enter is all the bureaucracy around, like, you know, documentation, <laughs> access, logistics. Yeah. Those three yeah. things are a killer for most business. So I guess let's start with that. Like, it, what are some of the things you guys have put in place to navigate these issues and how some now international brands, for example, could use people like you to enter some of these regions that before you have to do on your own? Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I think that is probably the first thing that comes to mind when I think of Latin America is bureaucracy, yeah. uh, red yeah. tape, getting through that type of stuff. And I've had to go through it myself uh, by dealing yeah. with it here in Mexico and uh, to a lesser extent, Brazil, but Brazil is a, a whole nother nightmare. So yeah, I know. <laughs> when we look at uh, these platforms or, or, or these countries, these marketplaces, I should say, uh, the first challenge that most brands face and why most brands avoid it is obviously language. Uh, mm -hmm. It's difficult for a lot of U.S. or foreign brands that are not Spanish speaking or do not have Spanish uh, team members to help them navigate just the language communication challenges. So I think that's the first thing that scares a lot of people away. Mm -hmm. uh, another thing that I think also keeps a lot of people away is the difference in the legal system. Mm -hmm. uh, obviously, yeah. the U.S. is based on common law. Uh Latin America is based on uh, civil law. So it's the, it's codified. There's a very big difference in how things work. Uh, yeah. So it takes a little bit of, of adjusting, a little bit of getting used to. Uh, even I catch myself sometimes in Mexico, <laughs> like, well, why is that this way? Like, why can't we, it's yeah, so yeah. much easier to do it. And like, it doesn't matter. Like, you know, it's just yeah. the way things it work. Is what it is. Um, yeah. yeah. So you can't fight it. But uh, the other challenge is it's just very difficult for brands to get in here into these marketplaces because you need to start a business uh, in pretty much every country you're in. And, you know, when we're talking about the legal challenges, the language challenges, uh, some of the other obstacles that start that come with starting a business, uh, most brands just see that and they're like, you know what, I, I don't want to go through this right now. Yeah, yeah. I think just to um, touch on your first point, I think the language is super important. But on top of that, I'm sure you know this because you live in Latin America. It, people from abroad may assume that we speak the same Spanish across all the countries in Latin America, but it's completely different. You, if you go to Mexico and then to Colombia, the pronunciation is different. Some of the slang is different. Uh, the way you structure sentences, like, yeah. yes, in the context of Spanish, you can understand them, but the way you optimize a product and all of that is completely different. So I'm sure that's one of the challenges you've also been experiencing, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. language localization is extremely important. And it's, it's just crazy, funny yeah. that you bring that up because certain yeah. accents, I, I mean, I, I'm fluent in Spanish, but certain accents I struggle with. And one yeah. of them is actually uh, Venezolano. <laughs> so uh, yes. yeah. It's actually a very yeah. tough one for me. But yeah, I mean, it is a challenge. Like you got to make sure that you're having your content make sense. I think the, the Spanish we generally learn in the US is Castilian, which is what all mm -hmm. Latin American Spanish is based off of. But like yeah. you just said, uh, there's so many different intricacies. Uh, the vocabulary is completely different for some words between countries. Uh, verbs yeah. have extremely different meanings between some countries, uh, between Argentina and the, the rest of the world, especially. 
so it's very interesting in uh, navigating some of those challenges and in doing it as a foreigner. Yeah, and 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 now going back to the legal side of things, um, I'm sure you mentioned an interesting thing there that is like every every single time you enter one of these countries, you essentially have to open a new comp company. And for some people, this might sound a, a, as a surprise because we know, let's say you, you expand to Europe, you can use your American a company to expand to regions such as Europe. So could you just high level without getting too technical? Is, is there a reason why some of these countries don't allow you to use your American company, for example? Or is there some tax uh, incentives or something like that, high level? Yeah. Uh, I, th I, I can't say exactly what the reasons are, but I know what the challenges yeah. uh, of not having yeah. one are. So like, for example, yeah. there's shortcuts where you can bring the product into the country. Mm -hmm. There's like the NARF program from Amazon, exactly. there's yeah. uh, global selling from Mercado Libre. Those are just taking advantage of loopholes uh, per se. Exactly. So there's some loopholes that say if the product's under $50, there's no, you know, you don't have to deal with taxes exactly. or the customer deals with taxes. Exactly. Um, when you're, bringing in significant amounts of product like if you wanted to sell locally in the market uh you can't get on to amazon fba you can't get on to mercado libres mm -hmm. uh mercado full that's their fba equivalent unless you have a local tax id so yes. okay I, I i can't explain exactly what the reasons yeah, are no. on why it's depending on the volume is depending yeah. on the volume of course exactly yeah. so it, it it is one of the challenges and uh, again another challenge with starting a business is uh a lot of times you need to have a partner. So mm -hmm. in Mexico, you need to have a Mexican mm -hmm. business partner. In Brazil, you need to have a Brazilian business partner. Exactly. And if you don't know people from those marketplaces, it can it's be tough. extremely challenging. Yeah. It's like, tough. how are you going to trust some random person? That yeah, random before? guy. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, uh, yeah, that's a big issue that a lot of brands face as well. Yeah. Awesome. Now, when it comes to this expansion... I guess you have also identified that certain categories do better than others in this region, right? Because of the behavior in this region and so on. So um, based on your experience, what, what are some of the categories you see are very hot right now in Latin America in, in terms of, you know, if somebody's listening and watching this and say, oh, I'm within that category. So maybe Latin America could be uh, a big potential for, sure. for me. Yeah. So we work pretty uh, closely with Mercado Libre, actually. And mm -hmm. uh, there's a big push both from Mercado Libre Libre and from Amazon. I mean, Amazon has already started auto enrolling brands into yeah. NARF, even though they don't want it. Exactly. Uh, Forcing it. <laughs> yeah, they're forcing it. And NARF has way higher fees than normal FBA fees. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I think most brands don't realize that. But uh, anyway, the, the, uh, the point is that... I forgot the point, actually. That's fine. We can, we can <laughs> cut it. Don't worry. So we are, we are basically talking about which categories are the uh, uh, categories. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. Okay. So uh, we work pretty closely with Mercado Libre and they actually give us some insights into what categories are selling the best in Latin America. And there's a variety of different reasons. But what we find have the most demand are, uh, number one, consumer electronics has a massive demand. And there's a couple of reasons for that that I'll explain in a minute. Uh, supplements and uh, cosmetics. Those are really good categories for Latin America because uh, of a lot of restrictions that are in place. So for example, any cosmetic and any supplement brand, this is another challenge is that they have to be approved by the local authority in each country. Yeah. So it, it's Cofepris yeah. in, in Mexico and I'm blanking on the name of the entity in Brazil. 
so anything that's topical, anything that you're going to ingest, that has to be approved yeah, by the FDA equivalent. Uh, mm -hmm. And the other challenge with consumer electronics is that almost every country in Latin America has tariffs or bans on Chinese goods. So okay. China, China is obviously known for consumer electronic manufacturing. Yep. And like that category is pretty dominated in the U.S. Yes. when you look at it. Uh, yeah. There's a lot of protectionism in Latin America for those brands. So I think I think it's Brazil, actually. Uh, it's either Brazil or Colombia that has a complete outright ban on importing uh, Chinese goods into the country. So yeah. it gives a lot of opportunity to U.S. brands that might be manufacturing locally, even European brands that might be factoring, uh, manufacturing locally or manufacturing in other countries. Yeah, yeah. And I think when it comes down to um, taking consideration all these um, complexities, uh, would you say then the best approach to test a Latin American market is, um, let's say I have a... Um, I have a, a, um, a beauty brand, right? And I want to test mm -hmm. Mexico, right? Given um, the fact that I, I will have to go through all these um, friction points that we're touching on, and, and let's say I'm based in, in USA, would you advise first to test the market, let's say with something such as NARF to see if the demand is there, or you always advise it going, you know, sending 300, 500 units directly and doing everything correctly and, and test it around? Like, how do I even test? Yeah. the pro could perform because i guess a lot of people say yes okay i, I wanna eat all the struggle but will it actually make sense like how do i get a flavor before putting all the investment you see what i mean yeah 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 i see exactly your point and that's another huge barrier to entry right there is how do you test it so there's uh, not even tools that's another yeah. thing there's not a lot of tools so yeah exactly yeah. so th there's a very big problem with narf there's a very big problem with uh Mercado, uh, Mercado Fools Global or yeah. Mercado's Global Selling. I forgot the name uh, for a second. The products on Amazon specifically, when you are using the NARF program and I'm shopping in Mexico, the product has a tag that says import, uh, importacion. It says it means the product is being imported from the US. And it's very common for that to show up, but that actually has a negative impact on conversion rates. So, for example, mm -hmm. if I am buying a product from the U.S. Uh, and it says importacion, it's more than likely that not included within the price that I'm seeing on Amazon, there's going to be additional fees for tariffs, for shipping, for mm -hmm. uh, customs, all the clearance and everything. There's been times, this is this is one time where I bought a monitor from the U.S., a, a computer monitor to connect yeah. my laptop to. And the price, it was on Black Friday. The deal was good. It was yeah. like... Uh, I think it was like $120 for a 30-inch nice. monitor or something. Okay. I was like, awesome. This is going to be great. The product shows up, and I got a tax bill for another $80. So literally the product the was, yeah, all yeah. the savings are gone. I could have bought it cheaper here in Mexico at yeah. that point. But it's one of the challenges. So like when I see Importacion, and I think a lot of Mexican shoppers specifically, uh, and Brazilians as well, see that tag. They know that there's associated fees with it. And because of that, they don't purchase those products as much. So mm. not only is it going to lower your conversion rates on your NARF products, it's going to be misleading knowing that your product could be selling better if the product was in country. And I think that's where GoAvance helps a lot is that we help these brands get into Latin America without having to go through all uh, the, awesome. the challenges yep. of starting up a business and everything we receive the inventory we sell that on their behalf and then we can actually see whether it makes sense for them to, to continue in, to invest into the platform uh or into the marketplace 
or to continue to work with uh, other options or, or maybe not yeah. focus on Latin America in general. Good. Good. So essentially, it's like you become their Amazon vendor, kind of. You buy their stock from there and you represent them through your seller central account on in these specific markets, right? Yeah, That's exactly what it is. And it, it allows, it, it's the best of both worlds because not only are we able to get these brands into Amazon, uh, yeah. we're able to get them onto Mercado Libre, we're able to get them on Walmart, Liverpool, Copo, Lojas Americanas, nice. uh, Casa Bahia, pretty much every platform that you're going to be selling on in uh, Latin America. And we can figure out this platform works, you know, this platform doesn't. Uh, yeah. It's opening up the the potential reach you can get for your products significantly more because amazon yeah. in latin america isn't necessarily the biggest platform uh in brazil it's the third largest platform in mexico it's uh it's tied for number one with mercado libre more or less mm -hmm. so if you're not on these other platforms you're losing a huge amount of reach as well yeah for sure for sure and now another thing i have also identified in latin america you have to be careful with price points because of course the you know the purchase power in, in these regions is lower compared to our regions so have you identified any trends like you know if you're selling something above 50 dollars, you're gonna struggle or over 100 dollars? is that something that you see or realistically price has not been an issue in this region there there's some nuances here i mean in some instances where there's just not product availability there's some categories where there's no competition or there's no products that even exist that gonna, you, you set the price essentially yeah if people want it they're gonna have to buy it because they don't have any other options uh but mm -hmm. that being said there are other challenges with some countries if you're going to be selling so brazil is a very good example of this if your product is over 50 dollars uh there's a significant amount of taxes that come into play uh mm. so once you cross that that 50 dollar threshold the tax rates yeah. are mm -hmm. 60 to 90 percent of what the product wow. is coming in so it's incredibly high so uh being under 50 dollars is great but at the same time if your product is in a category where there's not much competition now you can really start pretty much dominating that niche uh, on whatever e-commerce platforms almost immediately because there's really no other competition yeah yeah and and being said that the fact that you know some some of these categories have no competition and it's easy to enter but you said then that when it comes to launching and positioning a pro in latin america is very easy compared to our regions like are you seeing like if you bring strategies from europe or usa that we really need to compete day in day out to make it like in in mexico you will be flying is that is that what you see in terms of the how how trained the the sellers are in that region basically in most in instances, I would say yes. Uh, I would also say that the cost of advertising is significantly lower than what we see in the US mm -hmm. and Europe. And that's another big factor. Uh, for example, like uh, cost per clicks, we, we do a lot of work in supplements on the AMG yep. advisor side and also on the Go Event side. Uh, cost per clicks in the US for words like protein can be $20 or more per click. Yeah, it's crazy. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. You would lose insane. money every single time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Exactly. And while you're looking at that, the cost per clicks in Mexico might be $2. So you're yeah. looking at essentially 10% of the cost uh, of getting the the uh, the brand out there. So I think that's the biggest thing is that advertising competition is much lower. And one of the other benefits of that is that well-capitalized US or, or European companies that are looking to get into uh, these markets are competing against brands that are local and that are maybe not as well capitalized or not as 
informed on e-commerce and not as willing to spend money on the advertising side. So it's another big advantage that a lot of foreign brands have here is like if you're willing to invest the advertising dollars into niches mm -hmm. that are uncompetitive or niches that you can dominate, it's very easy to become one of the top sellers almost immediately. Good. Now, when, when you enter these markets as well, I guess a lot of people have to make the decision so they don't spread the thing in terms of which market to go for, either Amazon or Mercado Libre or other ones uh, like Liverpool and so on. So uh, being said that, like, what is your advice? Like, let's say a brand is coming for the first time into Latin America, where you are seeing the highest rate of success when it comes to e-commerce. Would it be Amazon? Would it be Mercado Libre? What is your take on that? I would say most foreign brands see the most success on Amazon to begin with uh, because the Mercado Libre platform works a little bit differently. I think when we look at Amazon, uh, every product is ranked based on the factors of that product. Um, so it's a lot easier for us to, to push more advertising, push more sales. On Mercado Libre, it's based on the seller's reputation. Uh, so if you're a new seller, it's very hard for your products to actually start ranking. Uh, but if yeah. you're an established seller and you've been generating sales for, for an extended period of time, whenever you launch a new product beyond that, it starts ranking it a lot faster. Yeah. So that's, I would say most foreign brands see more success on Amazon just because Mercado Libre takes a little bit more time if you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. And also we need to mention that, if, for example, in Mercado Libre, you cannot even do your own PPC. It's just basically like eBay. You just give a range and then you don't know what happens. It's a black box compared to Amazon that you can be very strategic with the keywords that you target and so on. Exactly. And I think that's kind of where looking at outside traffic or other platforms to push traffic to Mercado Libre and start pushing those sales initially becomes extremely important because then you have the ability to get a lot more granular to actually implement new advertising strategies and you start seeing a little bit more success that way. Awesome. Awesome. So now, um, in terms of, um, I guess strategy, um, when it comes to launching to these markets, we already discussed, of course, the frictions and then the advertisements of times high level in terms of that PPC is, is much cheaper, but will you say besides that, uh, when, when clients are bringing their products to, to Latin America, should they also adapt the strategy in terms of external traffic? Like, are you seeing external traffic being big in Latin America, like still using influencer blogs, newsletter, or you think that still with the, the level of exposure you can get only with within Amazon PPC is enough to really get the ball running? Like, what, what is your take on that one? I would say specific to Amazon, I would say PPC is enough to, to get the ball okay. rolling with the Amazon platform. Uh, mm -hmm. with Mercado Libre and some of the other platforms, Influencer is very successful down here as well. Um, okay. Because, uh, I mean, Latin America is pretty much a mobile first economy. So most exactly. people are used to yeah. just being on their cell phones. So if yeah. they're hitting Instagram, if they're hitting you know Twitter, TikTok, whatever other platforms, uh, if you're reaching them through influencers there, there's a good chance that they're, you're going to get brand discovery, product discovery. Mm -hmm. People are going to come searching for it on other platforms. Uh, the cost mm -hmm. of influencers is also a little bit lower here in Latin America than the U.S. So uh, I do believe that out, outside traffic is beneficial. And then obviously Google Ads is also cheaper. So yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I do believe it is beneficial to, to use outside traffic uh, to really help some of the stores start running awesome. you know, smoother. Awesome. So now um, I'm sure by now a lot of the listeners and the ones watching would be interested to, you know, understand they will be a good fit for this type of setup that you guys offer at Goldman. So tell me a little bit about what is the criteria 
that will define the right candidate for you guys? Like, are you guys specializing as of now, specific categories, specific revenue? How you you make sure you can give the biggest chance of success to somebody that want to enter into these regions? Yeah, for sure. I mean, we focus on a, a few specific product categories. Uh, mm-hmm. I would say that the best categories to focus on for us are uh, consumer electronics, mm-hmm. uh, beauty, uh, supplements, uh, health and personal care, uh, pet supplies, baby products, uh, even toys. Those are probably the ones where we're going to see the most success. There's a lot of demand for those types of products down here. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would also say like the other benefit uh, or there are other requirements to really be successful here is that you're probably going to need to send us somewhere between you know five to 1,000 units uh, to be able mm-hmm. to actually start getting the traction over time that we're yeah. going to need. Uh, obviously, dedicate some advertising budget. Doesn't exactly. need to be as much as the U.S. You probably need to sp- be spending between one to two thousand a month uh, to really yeah. start seeing the traction. Yeah, mm-hmm. and just start getting it going. And I mean, the other great thing with working with our company is that it's commission based, so we only take right. uh, a percentage of what we sell. So it makes it a lot more efficient. We can actually boost your margins as well compared to what you're paying in the U.S. because of the cost of advertising, because of the fees, uh, because a lot of these other challenges. So. It's really a win-win for brands that are in those categories, have a little bit of money to invest and have the inventory to give it a shot. Good. And based on your experience, um, I know this is going to change drastically based on the category and type of product, but usually how, how long it takes for a brand to go from zero to reaching out to actually be selling on Mexico, let's say, like, and seeing some sales, like, what is your the timeline you're usually seeing with your processes? Yeah. Yeah, with our for our clients, we can get them up and selling from the time that they start working with us uh, within two months. Uh, okay. Can be as fast yeah. as one month, depending on how uh, yeah fast the complexity of the product is. as well. Yeah, and everything, yeah. Uh, the approvals as well. That's another good point. Uh, mm-hmm. But it could be as fast as one month, but usually within two months, you're up and selling. Okay, cool. And I guess it, you guys also help with everything in terms of figuring out if the product is compliant, uh, if you need to change the packaging, all that kind of stuff. Very nice. Yep. We do all the product compliance. We help with all the logistics, customs, uh, fulfillment within country, fiscal challenges, all of that type of stuff is handled all the by headaches. us. <laughs> all the headaches. Yeah. You, you just get in and just start getting money. That's that's generally the benefit for most And get a margarita afterwards. Good. Uh, nice. So I guess um, as, as my last question, is there anything else you think in terms of, you know, strategy or struggles um, that we should uh, bring to the table before we end the episode, like something maybe you, you feel we miss that you would like to share with the audience before we finish the episode? Yeah, I mean, in general, I think uh, while Amazon in the U.S. continues to get more and more expensive, there's more ad placements, more ad supply, brands are spending more dollars on acquiring customers there. You need to find other ways to make your brand more profitable. And I think global expansion is a really good way to do that. Working on the European marketplaces is one way to do that. But also getting into markets that are developing, that are growing fast, and that are not that competitive, like the markets in Latin America, present a lot of opportunities to the brands that are the first movers on getting in here. Yeah, awesome. Very nice. So uh, tell me a little bit, Mike, about how people can reach out in case they want to ask you any questions or your team, um, how people can get a hold of you. Yeah. Of course, the best way to reach out to us is uh, directly through our website, goavance.com, or you can reach me directly at my email, mike at goavance.com. Awesome, Mike. So it's been a pleasure. Uh, I'm looking forward to catching up with you soon. Maybe one of these trips that uh, I go often now to Mexico, I see you there and, awesome. and we can talk further. Yeah. So it's been a pleasure, man. Thank you for being here. Yeah. Thank you for having me, Vincenzo. It was great talking with you.
Take care, man. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to The E-Commerce Lab by EcomC. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. While you are at it, we would appreciate it if you could leave an honest rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. That will make it easier for others to find out about the show and benefit from it. Want more? Visit our website at www.ecomc.com where you can get your first consultation for free. Or find us on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn at ecomc.com.